Okay. See, that makes it so much easier for me to edit. I mean, so much easier. All right. All right. So we're we're doing this. If you guys uh, look at your screens, we do have uh, six categories. Um, the categories go as follows: Untouchable, First Team, Squad Player, Youth Academy, Loan, and Sell. Now, this is not indicative of how good the player is. There may be some very good players that you might want to sell. There may be some very good uh, players that you might want another, some prospects that you might want to loan out. But either way, this is how we're going to go ahead and do it. And we're going to do the full Arsenal um, team plus some youth prospects that we've thrown in there for fun. Are we ready? Yes, we are. I do not see Giroud in this in these pictures. That's because Giroud's going nowhere near the Arsenal. He lost it when he did that thing in Baku. Yeah, well, that wasn't cool, but, you know, I forget. Yeah, Rambo never did that. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo made sure to only go to losing no, teams. No, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Rambo never did that. He just played on the team that lost, I think, yeah. unless I'm getting my timing mixed up. But Actually, I don't know. I think, didn't Juve do very good that season? It doesn't matter. The point is, Benny White. Where would you put Ben White on this on this thing? On this thing, I would put him first team. Um, first team. You don't I, think he's untouchable? No, I don't. Th- I, 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 there are only a couple people that I think I'm going to think are untouchable. Uh, okay. I put I put him in first team. I mean, you know, look, we're in a position where we weren't a few years ago, where where we have to look at our playing staff a little bit differently. And this the the the, the greatest example of this is, in my mind, like ESR, for example. Although. Yeah, he's someone that I love. I love the 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 promise of and and uh, a fake Charles Watts account scared a lot of people today when they were talking about the fact that he was going to be sold this summer. But it was a Charles Watts. That's a, it was Watts with a bunch of extra T's in it. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, we have to, as Elliot likes to say, kill our darlings sometimes. And you know, look, if someone came in and made a ridiculous bid for Ben White. And we had the ability to replace with, you know, with, with a who's the re- the right back that everybody loves these days. Um, Fresneda. Well, no, I think he's. I, I mean, Fresneda is being brought in. I think as a as a second right back to Ben White. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, we we have to think that way. So for me to say untouchable, there's only going to be a few. And uh, but but Ben White solidly first team though. I I I like I like the way that you're approaching this because I too agree. Untouchable means that there is no offer in the world that is worth taking for said player. And I actually agree. I do think there's a value for Ben White. Um there's only, there's only there's only I mean let me spoiler, I think there's only three players I would put in the untouchable. And and they're the three that everyone would think I'm talking about. So we'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. What about uh Big Gabby? Big Gabby. Um He's first team. Yeah, first team. Easy. Almost. Now what, now what, now what happens if we disagree on this? Because there's only one. I mean, do we have to? Do we have to have a fight to the death and come to an? Is this show going on until we physically agree on every single one? Hell no. I. I we, nobody has enough time on the planet for that. We'll just leave it. We'll do what every good content creator does and leave it to a vote in the audience or something. Ah, okay. So all right. So if we disagree, <laughs> then the audience takes the. Uh, the, the 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 audience which is one person right now uh no it's not um, right okay but yeah big gabby i don't think there's any really complaints there i do think that um i do i've think heard i've heard a lot of people say that he should be a squad player uh 
Really? I, I think I, I, well, I think Gabrielle has been arguably, arguably, and I, I get this, there's an argument, but I think his name is in for top center backs in the league right now uh, between him and maybe like three other people. Like he's a, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a bit feast or famine for some people. And I think a lot when you're feast or famine, when you're either a 10 or a, or a six people who want to think this way will often just point out all the times that he was a six. I mean, you know, penalty against, uh, you know who was that uh that cost us points um you know just the the he he's he he's made some mistakes he's he's also 24 years old something i mean but he he's a guy you need on your team and unless we absolutely just massively improve that center back which i don't think is you know is where we need to be spending the money on a brand new first team center back to play alongside Saliba uh and kick kick Gabriel to being second you know a squad player I think that he's solidly just first team. Yeah, and and the last thing I'll say on him, which I always find very endearing, I really love Big Gabby, which is one of the things that was said about him when he was brought over. Was There was a big deal made. Is like he's a great player, but he needs a big brother on the pitch to kind of put his arm around him. And that's what we had David Luiz for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that's exactly what we had David Luiz for. And, and, it, and it worked, but – Watching him go from that guy to now he is kind of the big brother of our team. He's the one that puts stability into the defensive line who will carry the other players. There's no, there's um, not a coincidence that we're willing to try Kivior with Gabriel. There's yeah. not a coincidence that we're willing to try Walters with Gabriel. It's because he is now the big brother and long may it continue. I think this guy, if it wasn't for the fact that we already had Captain Fantastic, he'd be on my short list for Captain. Um, Emil Smith Rowe. I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but he's 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 a squad player, and he's one that I would really really like to keep because again, squad players are going to become ever more important starting next season. We saw a little bit of it this season because we had Europa League, but uh, you know we didn't really use our squad that much in Europa League because we really really needed to get through some tough uh, you know some some tough games with them. Uh, but yeah, ESR squad player. Do you, do you think the club is trying to sell him? Like outside of your opinion of him, what do you think the club thinks of him? I think they're entertaining offers. I think more so than they would have a year or two ago when when Villa was sniffing around him. Um, and and you know honestly, again, you you get the you get the the right offer for ESR, and and I would consider it as much as it would hurt. But I don't think based on the season that he's had between injury and and clearly being you know, further down the pecking order since he got back. And some of the things we've talked about with regards to Arteta's comments, I don't think his value, I mean, someone will probably be in for him at 18 to 22 million. And if that's the offer, go fuck yourself. That's what I was, that's what I was going to ask you for new rule that we're throwing in for anybody that's not untouchable. You got to give me a number. Give me a number. All right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, What's your number for him? 35. And I would have, Ooh. I would have, I, I would have said sixty a year ago, but I still, 30, thirty-five to forty, because I think, I think we've depressed his value, unfortunately. No, I, I, I disagree here. I, I think that he's still fifty-five to sixty. I don't. I think the goal rate that he was scoring at last season stands for something, and I think a lot of people will realize, like at sixty million next year, they could sell him at eighty if he's fit for a whole season. And I think that that little bit means that I, I, I'm not comfortable letting him go when I think that 
he will go to another team and score so many goals. Like the one thing I will say about ESR, I don't think he's a great midfielder. Um, I, I don't think he has a great injury record, but he is one of our best goal scorers, bar none. Yeah, like, no. He, if he, if he has if he has a healthy season and he goes to a Villa where he can start every single game that he's healthy enough to play, the guy could easily double in value in a year and a half. Yeah. And that you know, but but does that mean he'll double in value here? That's that's the thing. Um, but you know, I no thirty. What I say, thirty five to forty. I, yeah. I I mean that I might be overcompensating for the fact that I'm finally entertaining the fact that he's not going to be in our starting lineup regularly and that he's not Arteta's preference. But I I still think I have been on record saying that I thought his upside, what he's capable of becoming as a footballer, was higher than Bakayo Saka's. Not so sure I believe that anymore. But um, but I mean, I thought he had that much talent. So. I'd hate to see him sold, but you'd have to start thinking about it at 40, I guess. Yeah, it's funny because you actually said that on a podcast with me, and I said you were insane. And much like the Ramsey Giroux argument, it looks like I'm right once again. Uh, what about Fabio Vieira? <sighs> Can we put him in the youth academy? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't bust him. No, 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 no. Oh, I mean, you can if that's where you think he should go. Honestly, I would loan him. Hmm. Um, I, I I would loan him. He's a bit high profile, high cost for a loan, but I I I just, I mean, he gets a raw deal, but then sometimes he really kind of shows us why he gets a raw deal. Um, I don't think he's ready when we. He is not an improvement upon the people that he would be replacing right now. Um, he's just not now. You know, I think the signing of Leandro Trossard gives us way more of an ability to not have to plug Vieira in anymore as a replacement. And, and I think our intention on, on bringing in somebody in the midfield as a Xhaka replacement will allow for Vieira to not be that person who has to start against Southampton because Xhaka's ill. Uh, and what that leaves us with next season is, you know, with our new additions, I think Vieira is the odd man out. So I'd give him a season long loan. And if he impresses, maybe he either comes back or we sell him. But yeah, I, he's alone for me. We're, we're not gonna, a we're, we're gonna have to go to the audience for this one because I think that with Champions League, us needing squad players, I think everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt because of recency bias, everybody's and we saw. Everybody's hurt. <laughs> and I think the Southampton thing really, really like bothers people. But I think people forget that the Bournemouth game, both Bournemouth games. He, he was actually really good. The one where he actually scored his first goal, he was fantastic in. And I think that there are other mitigating circumstances. I don't. I think he's a confidence player. I think he's a guy that needs the team around him to be working well because right now he needs a big brother. I think it's forgotten that he's not from England. He's playing in this league for the first time. He's playing. He's being expected to play at a very, very high level at a very fast-paced league. And I think that sometimes you can – I think the way that Grealish went, um, you know, the you're going to see him pop up with more good performances in the future. So that's where I stand. Um, so he, he's playing Europa League group stage games for you, no problem. Yeah. yeah no, even, even, if we, even if we bring in two new midfielders and – have Trossard and all that available. Why would we, why would we, why, if, if, why would Odegaard, first of all, we're playing in Champions League, not Europa. So that's a little different, but 
why yeah, I mean, would you're gonna you have a game rest, against like a why a, would you a not European rest game. Odegaard and put Vieira in his place? And then the, your two new midfield additions play on the other side. I thought his goal, the goal for Vieira was always to be a rotational option for Odegaard, in my opinion. Well, I think we might have more options uh, in that position, but I, I you know, it, I, it's a debate. I think, uh, what do we have from the, from the chat? We have one person saying sell, uh, the lovely and talented Rob Ford. We have Daniel Shaw saying a loan out, and I don't really think we have uh, – we got, uh, We've got one that says he needs to stay in-house and bulk up. I think so that's that, a squad option. Does that mean squad option, though, or youth academy? Um, all right, <laughs> so uh, we have an issue here. We have to We have to have a winner. Um, I – I, I will, will. I will defer to you on this one because I, I will give it. it. We've oh. got two loans, and I don't haven't had any clear agreement, so I'll give that to you. I will notably object. We're going to write this down. You're going to keep it keep keep track in the vote. I object, and, and and then and then we'll do the sister show to this four years from now when we see how, what ended up happening with him <laughs> and how he ended up faring as a result of it. Um. Yeah. Okay. So next up, we have Gabriel Jesus. He's first team. Hmm, but is he untouchable? I, he he is not untouchable to me. He's first team. Um and I would love to be in a position where we can say squad player in a couple of years just because of the quality that we've added around him. But I'm not oh. I'm not getting ahead of myself. He, if yeah, he's he, not untouchable, what's the number? Um 80. 80? Okay. 80. That's a thirty million upside. I could see that profit, and not only 80 that. And then, I mean, eighty would then presumably bring us awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No. 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 I I can see that. I think that there are some strikers in the eighty million range that you could exchange for Jesus, and we would see a little upside from. Not necessarily well, world changing upside, but you know. But but again, you know what what he offers outside of that is 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 special, and that's why you know I think. There's no way I would say 50 after what could be considered numerically and statistically an average output for a, you know, for a, a nine or maybe even a slightly, you know, just based on an entire season. But then when you consider that he was hurt, when you consider that he, you know, how many goals he's contributed by people around him, whether he got the direct assist or not, um, he's valuable. He's, he's definitely 80. Uh, and that's where I would have to start to think. And I love his story because, like, you know, Miko Arteta called him, said, here's your time to shine, you know, that whole rant. But he goes down injured as if he was being stoned by the very Romans themselves. And then around Easter, he rises. And since since he's risen, it's been like five goals in five. I can't I can't hate on that guy. Yeah, I don't you know I don't I mean? I'm not familiar with that with that story. Um, um, you wouldn't was, know anything about it. Personally. I was never taught. I was never as the uh, as, as the CJO of the of the Gooners pod. I was never really taught that in, in school. But yeah, I think we've got pretty much uh, an alignment that he's first team. No one's no one's calling him untouchable. Um, what about Holding? We got we got Rob. Oh boy, Rob Holding. Rob, fix your hairline. Holding with the greatest comeback story ever told. Um, that hairline is magnificent now. By the way, he looks like a he's like a lion's mane. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 a bit overkill. Like 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 it's a it, it's kind of like how I'm gonna be looking in six months, where you're like, who is this gaunt, sickly looking Jewish man? 
Um, I don't know what Jewish has to do with any of that, but um, it's because you were on a Jewish riff earlier. Rob yeah. Holding is a is a tough one because I, I'm a Rob Holding defender as as catching a lot of shit for. I mean, he he doesn't suck, but he is what he is. He's a fourth choice center back and fifth fifth choice. Right? You you put Kivior in front of him, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean he, he's he's he he is a guy like. I don't know, like Ben Me or or Gary K. Like, like like he has the potential to, and and maybe those guys were better or are better, but like, except he's not thirty three years old. He's not that seasoned. He's not, you know, he's I think in his, you know, he's twenty seven, twenty eight years old, which should be his prime. I know I, we know what his level is. So he's either the fourth or fifth best center back at an Arsenal, or he's the second or third best center back at a at a Villa or 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 Everton or something like that. Um, he doesn't cost us anything. Basically, either in wages or in uh, in in transfer fees, so I'd like to say squad player. Is he homegrown? Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he's certainly homegrown. Whether he's got to he, home, he's gotta count for. He didn't come be, for our academy, but 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 we bought him very young. Uh, and, no, no, I mean for for the stats. For oh for yeah, yeah, he, yes. Oh, one hundred percent homegrown. I mean, he's English. And that's and that's what actually like that's something that actually matters to us. It does, right now. It does actually, it, yeah, especially with some of our transfer plans. Uh, you know, if we're bringing in people from from the continent. Um, but I will say this, I, and this is and this is why I can't trust you on the Giroud thing either. Rob Holding comes, and I love Rob Holding, and he's the best of a bad bunch. But he is the last defender of the banter years, so to speak, where we just did things that made no sense and unfortunately when i'm looking at rob holding does he have a lot of good qualities absolutely but one of his negative qualities unfortunately is he still has a bit of the arsenal panic in him and that is in a team that constantly puts its defenders in 1v1 situations we can't we can't carry that you you know you know what i'm gonna say this about him and one other person in this in this who, who i can see very clearly in this lineup um they are someone i want on our squad for leadership experience and the ability to maybe play two games a season i don't want to see them on the pitch but i want in case we have a literal rash of injuries um and we have to go to our fifth or sixth choice i want them on the squad and they're and and they fit the the, the financial profile rather than bringing somebody else in from the outside for that position. And I think they'd be happy to be in that, serve in that position. So for me, deep, deep, deepest of squad players. But I don't, I I, I don't sell because what are you going to, what are you going to get for him? Eight million pounds? Well, you get a youth, you get a youth academy player is what I think. I think that his spot, like if you're going to play him two games, I figure give those two games to a kid that should be that. Well, I'm only saying two games from the standpoint of, because my hope is that our fifth or sixth choice center back is, is never, I mean, I I would hope for, for no games, but you know, if it's, if it's Saliba, Gabriel, Huvior, um, well, you know, and then we've got all of our fullbacks that also play center back and, and, you know, and Ruel Walters joins the first team next year and then, and holdings in there just in case I'm fine with that. So I, I just don't know, you're going to sell, you're going to sell a holding for single digits and then spend double digits to bring in someone that's not, that, that you're not going to really see much of a return on because you don't ever want them playing. Just keep Rob holding. I, I'd rather, I'd sooner take the money and just give the, uh, not replace them and give them. 
academy spot. I think that um, I think actually I would sell him and buy somebody better than Holding, and then have them sit on the bench for in, until those two games came up. I don't care. It's about levels. I want our well, squad. Well, that, that could destabilize the the dressing room to a certain extent because you're. I mean, you don't come to Arsenal from another team to be the sixth choice. Right. You buy a player that should be pushing Saliba and pushes Rob Holding out. Well, and then I, that and that way you have to, you have a young, you have a young hungry squad and I think that unfortunately I think that I love Rob Holding but are we not getting to the point where if we are serious about this if we are really serious about this and we have to do the calculus of how do you compete with the Man City can you compete with the Man City with Rob Holding in your squad Let me Yes, as long as he's the sixth choice center back and he's not always making the 18 on every single game day. Yeah. I mean, he was the he was the fifth choice center back this year and he cost us. Well, yeah, no, no, I I I I agree and and I'm not sure he was the fifth because some of the people who are above him reg- regularly play as as a fullback and they were needed to be playing as fullbacks at the time. So I would say he was closer to the third or fourth choice. Uh, but I, I, think, had, I, I think I think he'd go down that fullback list. I think you put Tomiyasu and Ben Wine in front of him every day. I would, but I would, but when holding played, it was because Tomiyasu was hurt and we needed Ben White to play right back. And that's my point. He went when he had to play, he was the third or fourth option because of other injuries that we have. Now that situation I want to resolve. But if it's between buying another if it if it's between, you know, stealing Kunku from underneath Chelsea or you know, or buying both Rice and Caicedo, and that means we're not going to buy a thirty to forty million pound center back to to push Saliba and and Gabriel, and then and and push Holding out of the way. I'm fine with Holding staying there as a squad player. Now I've clearly lost this debate in the chat and with you, so he goes under sell. But <laughs> I'm just making, I'm just saying, um, you know, he is a zero cost option. And if we can make him a less likely to be needed player and still be in the team and around the team, I don't think that hurts us at all. That's that's my view. But speaking of speaking of, because surely stick a fork in him, he's done. Stick a fork in him like I stuck into my bottle of wine and then and then the whole thing exploded. That's 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 probably why it failed. No, but speaking of uh controversial opinions, there certainly will be no controversy around what we should do with one Kieran Tierney, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the fuck do you do with him? You try to convince him to be part of this project next season and and um and and tell him that, you know, he's going to get Champions League games. Uh I mean, it'll be against Braga or some shit, but like uh, you know, you you I just I really have a hard time getting getting rid of him, especially if he's going to a rival and, and you have to consider Newcastle in that category. And that just seems to be the what's written in the scrolls is that he's going to Newcastle. But so here's um, a question for you. Here's a question for you on this because I hear what you're saying. And I'm me, saying squad player and I'll give you a number, but but we but but here's my thing. Do you actively try to sell him while this is going on? Because next year he may not be worth nearly as much as he is right now. He's a player who I think will have depreciating value if he stays in our squad. Do you think otherwise? Do you think he can maintain this value or increase it? Or do you think it'll go down in a year if he stays? I think his value, I think he, 
what what you've just said is my exact philosophy on on Balogun. <laughs> we'll get to Balogun. The, the we'll exact get philosophy on Balogun. I know. I know we're going to get there. But but with with Kieran Tierney, he's a proven quantity. We know what he is. And 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 look, some it may not fit Arteta's system, but we know he's a very good left back. Um, I, that's my opinion anyway. Uh, argu- know- arguably, I would say top five left backs in the league. In, in the in the in the right system, yes. Um, in ours, maybe not, but like, and, and yeah, we exactly. struggle at times. In um, in in, and and you cannot understate again how how much of a chemistry guy he is. I mean, he he was being called upon as being a potential captain of of, of Arsenal right before Odegaard got the nod. Um, he is a he's a leader. He is a put his head down and, and work hard guy. He's a, he's the guy who wears shorts, short sleeves when it's, you know, two degrees Celsius out. He, he's a good guy to have around and look, he's a squad player for me. He's somebody who Arteta really needs to man manage, you know, from a, from a kind of a, a, a team perspective over these next few weeks and months and summer to say, look, we got something really special going on here. And yeah, I know that Zinchenko is favored over you, but we have a ton of games coming up next season. Zinchenko has been hurt. He can be hurt. Arteta, you know, I think he put Tomiyasu over there a couple of times, which has got to make you wonder when you're Karen Tierney. But there's, there is room for this, for Karen Tierney in this squad. And so I, I think we agree he's a squad player. He's going to have to be convinced to stay. And my number for him, where I would say, "All right, fine, go," and I don't think he's earned this from his from his quality, but it's. It, I think the point at which you have to say, "We'll just replace him and bring somebody else in," because Nuno is not the man for that, uh, is going to be fifty-five for me, and 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 70, 70 if it if it's if it's Newcastle, and those are extortionate prices based on what his what he's produced in the Premier League, but I just I. I, I It'll really hurt my feeling to see him go to Newcastle for thirty million pounds. So I, I I agree literally with with every point that you've made, and I actually want to add to that, Mikel Arteta. I've done nothing but be your lawyer, your defender, your everything here. But this is a, this is a challenge for you. Much like we have players that need to up their game and up their skill set and up their tool, their toolkit, so to speak. Mikel Arteta, it's your time to grow as a manager. You need to figure out some alternatives. It's been obvious to everyone this season, and I don't blame you. The way that you've got us to play has been fantastic, but we do need plan Bs. And it is, uh, it is important, not just important, um, you must, you simply must learn how to Create adaptable plans to different players so that we can approach games differently. Sometimes we are too one-dimensional. And when you have an option that is so drastically different than your preferred option in, in Zinchenko, but so good at what he does, I think that as a coach, you have to sit down and you must figure it out. Now, yeah. that being said, like you said, I actually spot on with the numbers. 55, I'd let him go. 70 if it's anybody inside of the Premier League. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we we cannot strengthen Newcastle because you know that Kieran Tierney will be perfect for that system. You just yeah. you cannot give them that. I mean, look, no. City made the mistake of giving us two people that that they almost for nothing too almost cost them the league. nothing. Yeah, I mean, it was thirty five. Um, 
almost call, you know you put them in a in a direct battle with it with the team that they gave them to uh, i think they probably regret doing that but um they had a whole meeting about it actually so yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, the squad player, if we can convince him to stay, if he really, 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 really wants to leave and can't be convinced to stay, I wish him the best of luck. He's been nothing but a incredible steward to Arsenal Football Club, and I just I just want him to want to stay. That's what I want. Okay, so moving on, we've got Fast Gabby. What do you think about him? He's one of my three. He's untouchable. Yeah, I don't think there's a question in here. I don't think that, like, when we say untouchable, I honestly mean I don't know two hundred much. Two hundred million, much, huh? Two hundred million. Yeah, but at two hundred million, you're basically saying, can we? Would I swap him with Mbappe? Okay. Would I swap him with Neymar? Sure. Maybe a Gnabry, maybe a Sane. But I would. I would not swap him with Neymar. Yeah, that's true. I that actually not me. To. That's not me saying he's better than Neymar. But that's me saying I think we I think you get more years of goodness out of him than we than you will out of yeah, him. Yeah, Neymar is definitely at the and, at the end and of Neymar his Neymar Neymar a little bit might not fit into the uh, into the dressing room a little Zava like uh, for another Ted Lasso reference and uh, you know but but not in the in the way that really everyone like that show huh just a little bit of a, a, a prima donna but yeah no I mean I, I untouchable no no one is untouchable because. Like the million dollar man always said, everyone's got their price. But uh but the but yeah. cost of replacing him at for somebody at his level with his ceiling at his stage of development, there's no way that what you're paying us, like again, reasonably, if you come in and slap, give us 200 million, sure. I, I guess I could replace him at that value. Well, but you could replace even, that, even, that buys you Caicedo and Rice and probably a third player. But like well, but, well, well, well I'm talking about replacing him, like right. his position on the pitch. Do you if I'm going to find another Martinelli, I don't think that there is a more valuable player. Like it's just you couldn't do it. What are you going to go get Diaby? I yeah, yeah Diaby's no just, Martinelli. You, you know what I mean? Nuno, you bring you bring back Nuno Tavares and he plays left wing. Uh, I don't. You know. You know. I was saying earlier, there's this job that you might be able to fill. You seem to have the right Chelsea aptitude coach over Chelsea. at Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> Chelsea coach. Still better than Frank Lampard. Still better. Yeah. And and yeah, and I weigh less now too. Matt Turner. This is easy. Yeah, squad player. Yeah. I don't think he's done any I don't think he's done too too much wrong. I think he's actually shown great improvement in the parts of his game that were not naturally his. And yeah, kudos. I long may a, he stay. There was a debate in the uh in one of my chats that he would either would want to leave this summer or 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 that we were looking to move him on because he, you know, he came here to challenge and he's clear that he's not the number one. If if that ends up happening, it's not going to be until next summer at the latest. I mean, he yeah. he's gonna leave right before we get Champions League games, in which he more than likely will feature some, maybe. And, and the problem and the problem is is this is he's still relatively young in goalkeeper years, so you're not his value because of how we've played him isn't super high. There aren't a bunch of clubs in for him. So you're not going to go and increase your career anywhere else right now. Yeah. And this it's isn't like a, you, this isn't a, um, a, Emmy uh, Martin. Yes. What's the Steph- situation. Right. And this isn't a, uh, Zach Steffen situation at, at city where he ended up coming over. He was the second choice and quickly became the third or fourth choice. 
Turner's going to get games. He is the, I mean, there is no question. He's he's not about to lose his spot to Carl Hine or, or Nkwankwu or uh, Arthur. Uh, and um, and so he's solid. Yeah, no, he's he's squad player. And yeah. what is your price for him? <laughs> Since you said everyone has a price that isn't untouchable. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what would you What would you give him away for? 20. Yeah, same. 20. 20. Easy. I think we'd actually bite a little profit on his ass. I think I'd bite your hand off at twenty because I don't think you know what I said at the at the Chicago podcast. We need to stop biting body body parts off of people just because we want. You're not into cannibal stuff, man. Yeah, no, I'm not. Not. You're just. There are some fine young ones, but but I'm not into that. (laughs) So this is another one. This is an interesting one. Muhammad El Nini. Um, I think he has another year on his contract, doesn't he, or is he free? Um, I want to say that we added a year. Yeah. We did, we did his, the Arsenal, which is adding a year to people's contracts while they're out with long-term injury. <laughs> well, well, I think we did that as a show of good faith because I think what we did was we cut his pay, but he needed like medical coverage. So like, you know, so, so we refund him for the health insurance. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I honestly think that that's what's going on and not, not yeah. to mention he's also spent the last year setting up the, uh, the youth Academy that he's doing in London, which I think in the long term. whereas is this like Arsenal's 40 chess plan to mine more talent in the area? No, but it is helpful. You never know. A, a guy might come through there that he'll, that if, if, if a player, plays for Mohamed El Nini and they're good. They're coming to Arsenal. They're not going to Chelsea. He's not going well, to run them. Mohamed El Nini, you, you need him around just to teach Thomas Partey how to do, you know, shot, shoot from t- 35 yards uh, away. That too. That too. Um, when I was talking about Rob Holding and I mentioned there was another player I had in the same category, it, it, this is the one. Um, mm. I want him as our fifth or sixth choice center back or um, uh, center midfielder. And and I'd frankly say sixth. Um, You keep him on the books. You keep him as part of the 25. You hope that he doesn't even need to be in the 18, but yeah, I, I, he's a squad player. And again, it comes down to certain things. What are you going to spend to replace somebody like that? If you directly replace him with, I mean, if you look at, 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 at Caicedo as, as an upgrade on, El Nenny, then I mean, my God, then obviously if you're if you're choosing between the two, you t- you, you you go with Caicedo. But I look at Caicedo as basically coming in as a one A with Thomas Partey, and then everyone else goes down a slot. And I'm comfortable with with, uh, and then you know eventually somebody falls off of the slots because there aren't enough. If I'm choosing between him and I know I'm jumping ahead, him and Sambi Lakanga falling off of the cliff. And not being the sixth choice person next year, I want Elneny to stick around and, and Lukanga to leave. So there, uh, there should be another category here where it's a player where well, I don't want to I don't want to sell him, but I want him to run his contract out so that we, he can retire. So that like because I want him around the club, but I don't I don't want to sell him. Whereas this is my difference with holding. Well, then that holding, squad that squad player. I mean it. it well, let me finish. Let me finish. Holding the difference is he's not getting his coaching badges. I don't think that he's going to be an addition to the administrative side of the Arsenal Football Club. Whereas El Nini, I do see that value in him. I do see him being around the youth players. Coach, he's already got his coaching badges. He's setting up the youth. 
I do think that there's a value there that I don't think that holding has. I think holding has leadership and likability value, but I don't think he has like. So, so a, then why not just employ, then, huh? I mean, you don't think he could be convinced to just retire and then, and then work for the team as opposed Who, to holding. No, El Nene. No, El Nene. That's, that's what I think of El Nene. I want him to retire. And I think we can convince him to retire, like run your contract out, retire. You're part of the backroom staff. The difference is, and that's why you don't want to sell him because he won't be part of our backroom staff if we sell him. Well, versus... he might. well yeah, but but so then so then your answer yeah. is squad player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is I agree that he's a squad player, but I'm telling you the difference between him and holding. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um. All right. Now another spicy one. Eddie and Ketia. Kill your darlings. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's obviously always kind of – he's linked with whatever happens to Balogun and whether we bring in another striker. But because we're talking about what we would do in these situations, this is the year you sell him. Yeah. I think that he's – shown, he he, he's shown he belongs in the Premier League, just not as the second option for a team that has aspirations of winning it. I don't like to talk about humans in term terms of monetary value because I think it's a little gross to talk about them that way. But to talk about Enkedia, is there another way of talking about them? They're, they're, yeah, yeah. Your people would say that. Oh, um, the the thing about Enkedia is he's kind of hit peaked at his value. Whereas another year goes on and I think his value drops, I don't think it increases from here. And I think that if we had sold him before, I don't think we would have got this value for him. I actually think he's at peak value right now, which is why I think you sell him. Now, what do you think you can sell him for? $22.5 million. Euro. I'd go 30. You think you, you think 30? You, now you you you'd keep him if we don't get 30 or you think we'll get 30. I keep him if we don't get 30. Um the reason the reason I'm saying that is just because I think he belongs in the Premier League and I think that in the Premier League right now for a player that's scoring as at, at the rate that he's scoring, I think that that's about what you pay right now. I don't know like strikers go for way too much in this league. Two other teams in this league, right? I, I don't think you can get away with selling him for like. I think I think most other strikers of his ilk will be going around thirty, and I don't think that that's a very high bar. I just think strikers cost a lot right now. That's all. Yeah, I think um, I think well, he's a fifteen and, and to twenty million dollar player, and he knows the Premier League. I mean, he he would be perfect for you know for a, a team that like like Burnley or a you know, team that's been promoted or a team that like uh, that, that just escapes relegation. And, and, you know, and I wouldn't feel fearful of selling him to, a, to another Premier League team like I would with, with some others, because he's not going to be going to the ones that we're, that we're directly competing with. So, you know, if you get an offer for 25, I'd take it. What about Martin Odegaard? Superstar. Untouchable. Superstar. Yeah, without question. I, is there's not a I, debate. I know there's a lot of people that would just say first team for him. Um, but Ooh, your captain, 
I'm sorry. Like, like I'm sorry. There, there's got to be something. Like, I, I, I don't get on Arsenal fans because I think that Arsenal is something personal to everybody, and the way that you choose to follow the Arsenal is how you choose to follow it. But if you are at this moment in time saying that we need to cash in on the captain of the team that is in all likelihood going to get the second or third highest points tally in our history, and the highest scoring um, midfielder in the league. No, so, no. Some folks don't rate him. Uh, I don't get it. How? What is else does he have to do? Does he have to score 30 goals a season? Like, I, do I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's mostly people who just want it, you know, who, who are shouting at us to get Madison and they just can't, they can't let go. Um, How's Madison? But, what are Madison's numbers? This Yeah, season? no, no. Oh, oh I, 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 that's my exactly. whole point. You have, they're, they're oh, I know we're on the, the same side. I'm just blowing these people. I just, they're, I don't they're know. They're lying on that say. hill, but, but, but what, what makes him special is the fact that he's so good. He's still so young. He's got a lot of miles on him from, you know, at, at the, at the, at the top level of football. Um, we all know that he, you know, was signed by Real Madrid when he was 15 and he's been out on loans. He's played for, you know, in Spain and, and, and Norway and all that. But the, um, but I mean, he's got many, many years of absolute top play. Um, it would take a lot to replace a guy like that. I wouldn't want to try to do it. And, and so just, yeah, he's untouchable for me. Anybody in the chat have anything to say about, uh, about Odegaard? Anybody that wouldn't put him in the uh, untouchable area? And the thing that we're not talking about also is, I mean, we are talking about it, but his playing ability is enough why he's untouchable, but then his leadership is another reason. And then on top of that, the third reason, which is another mental thing, is his. You. Well, obviously that we that we no well it's the size of his penis. No, um, it's actually his football IQ. He has to be one of the geniuses of the game, and I don't mean this because he can pull things off. I mean, you could. He's a player that you could put under any coach in the world, and he'd figure it the fuck out. And that's why you need him. Yeah, Daniel. Uh, uh, untouchable right now, Thomas Partey. I mean, based on his play this season, he's he's uh, first team. Uh, yeah. I'd I'd like to see him. Look, I I'd like to see a one year plan where during this throughout the season next season he is phased out through the not not forcibly, but like through a uh, you know through just the natural progression by by you know a Moises Caicedo or or someone of that ilk. Um, I don't, it, he's first team, but if the right offer came in for him this, this summer, and I don't know who's, who's going to offer us big, big money for, for Thomas Partey right now at his age. Um, and with, let's just say his injury risk and, and risk of not playing in the future, um, a full season. I don't know if you can sell him, uh, you know, I don't want to sell him at cut rate, so uh, I'm just I'm putting him in first team. But if you you know if someone actually is interested in buying him for 45 to 50 million, I would consider doing it if we're upgrading with both of the people that we're talking about upgrading with. Speaking of um, pure on a purely footballing thing, you have to understand that Arsenal's first eleven, and this is where we come to killing our darlings. Arsenal first eleven, they're only two players 
above that are Kanye. above their peak years. As And when you look at the average peak years for a player, now players can break that mold. That's just an average. It doesn't mean that for everybody. Individually, we've seen players play on for many, many years, but it does need consideration that Granite Jaka and Thomas Partey, again, no slight on them, but they are players that need, that are, let's just say they're not going to be around when the rest of the team peaks in their peak years. So we need to start thinking about that already. I agree with you. He's a first teamer. Um, I Just because I don't, unless we do some madness, I don't think that we can live without him. But I do want us to begin the process of transitioning away from Thomas Partey. And this is not a slight on his ability. I would argue he's been one of the best, if not the best, defensive midfielders in the league in world football. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he he's probably second to, what are we saying, Rodri? Um, but, like, he's either first team or he's sell. There's no, there's no middle ground. He's not a squad player. He can't yeah. be. Yeah. So. And so, and so that's where that's where I think that he, he belongs. I do believe he's going to be a first team player. And Ramsdale, uh, first team, he's damn near close to untouchable. You know, uh, I I sat down and I thought about it. I I didn't put him in that like when I made this. I didn't think of him like that. But now that he's coming up, he's actually pretty damn near untouchable. I don't know how you replace Aaron Ramsdale with who? How? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, he's. I think he's England's best goalkeeper. I mean, you 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 can you can improve upon him, uh, but the way he fits the game that we play, the 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 ability to play out of the back, the way that he does, except for when he's playing against Southampton. Um, I, I think the problem. I think the problem when you say you can replace him, it's not saying that there aren't better keepers out there. It's that all those keepers are at teams that they'll never leave. Right. And however, the however, however, the ability, well, the ability to replace a guy at, at that position, if you get a silly amount of money for him is much easier than it is for Martinelli or Odegaard. If someone came and offered 65 million pounds for, for, for Aaron Ramsdale or 75, you know, Kepa money for Aaron Ramsdale, you'd have to consider it because right. the ability to to replace him with like for like or something that is close to that for like a 20 million 25 million I mean uh, Onana was like sold for 14 million pounds or something and there were reasons for that but um so you know I that that's my reasoning for not putting him in untouchable but he's 100% first team I don't want to sell him I I think his his mistakes and his errors especially of late are you know, functions of things that, you know, he, 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 yeah, was, Allison makes mistakes. He, he, yeah, he, he was, he, he made a lot of big mistakes recently, but he also is the only reason we got any points out of the Liverpool uh, match, out of the Liverpool match. And, and he was unbelievable when needed against Chelsea, I think. Uh, I mean, he's the guy's capable of being a 10 out of 10 on any given day, and he's rarely anything less than a six or seven out of 10. And, uh, you know, other than Southampton, that I mean, and and those those games hurt, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get a keeper that's never gonna make mistakes like that. They, they don't exist, right? And 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 also, he's a shit hauser. Oh, I love, I love him on our club. I love yeah, him. Best personality. He's the he's the best personality we've had back there since Chesney. And I I love Chesney. 
I, I Chesney was one of the funniest dudes ever. But Ramsdale, Ramsdale's right there. Chesney was brash, and and it wasn't necessarily in a in a team forward shithousery way. It was kind of a look at me, you know, I'm a, a, I'm a weirdo guy. kind of way. You know, Layman gets the gets the prize for shithousery incredible play and being a good member of the team who you know oh, is for sure 10 times more valuable to you than, layman. yeah either I mean, of them are layman no let's but, be real but ramsdale's getting close all right reese nelson well this is literally being resolved as of right now apparently he's turning down our contract extension right offer. um but the question is, do you turn around and improve your contract for him, or do you just try to sell him? I personally, I, it's a very fine line between squad player and sell for me, and it really just depends on what else we do. Uh, and and because this is a what would you want to have happen, I would sell and replace. So, so here, here's the thing with Reese, and this is, I agree with you, but here's the problem that I come across. I don't think you can sell him for anywhere near where I think his value is. That's, and that's I, possibly and, true, yeah. And, and that's, but, but the problem is, is I don't think that he can, I don't know if he can, he is a gamble on if he'll ever be able to reach that value. He's had I a think, lot of false dons, Reese Nelson. And exactly. He might, having, he might be having one right now. Exactly, exactly. Whereas I, I think that he is he could be a 35, 40 million dollar player. And again, remember, this is we're in an inflated market. That's not me saying he's insane. That's just me saying that I think he could go for that much if he played to the level that he seems to false dawn at. But that's his issue. So is he really just a 15 million dollar player that has 40 million dollar, you know, couple of weeks or or is he a player that can actually now am I supposed to actually be doing the conversions between dollars and pounds here or are you just saying dollar because you're used to that and meaning I'm just saying dollars because I'm used to that nobody thinks about money replace replace dollars with pounds everybody okay Uh, but uh that's not like a 40 million money wanting to be English thing I'm just I'm just saying you know 30 million million money actually like 23 million pounds so let's 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 be clear on what we're talking about um yeah, I, I uh, it, it's a, I think it's I agree with Matthew. Uh, Reese is tough, but sell for me, Daniel. So it's a sell on Reese. Um, Paul Nell, sell. I mean, he's the kind of guy that you almost want to sell with a buyback clause just in case he becomes Serge Gnabry. But uh, you know, but I I think kill your darlings. It it, it yeah, and it comes to, it comes down to the offer. I don't sell him for 12. I might be inclined to sell him for 20 for 20 to 23 even though I think he has the potential to be a 40 million pound player. So um, sell him at I think I'd take I think I would take that too. Um the next one we don't really have to talk about. We're just going to move on. Bakayo Saka, he's untouchable. Moving on. <laughs> um like there's not a question there. million pounds uh you get an offer for. We will literally be doing a show, I am sure, on just Bakayo Saka at the end of the season or sometime to come. So we don't, we really don't need to waste the words. World it. record transfer fee of four hundred million pounds. Someone cut Al Al Ali comes in and pays us. Uh, <laughs> Todd Bowley comes in. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing can, to say. 
it is what it is. Yeah. William Saliba. Mm. You can get a lot of money for him, you know. The question is whether he's untouchable or not. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk to his back surgeon uh, and doctor to determine that because this is a young age to have bad back injury, but um, damn near untouchable. Um, but I'm going I, – I, I said I didn't think there were more than three. Uh, I, I will put him first team. Maybe by next season we'll be talking about him as being untouchable, but for, for, for this – for me, he's first team. What offer would you take for William Salima? 120 and I'm not even I, and, I, and I know defenders don't go for 100 million pounds but if Virgil van Dyke was 75 five years ago or 80 five years ago then he's over 100 Saliba right I, I yeah 120 and the only reason I'd be comfortable taking that is because you know he's had one exceptional year but the you know it's better than anyone expected because of all the instability to his career and, you know, all the different places he went and the family issues and all of that stuff. And I just, you know, you could almost see if he goes to the wrong circumstances and something happens, he, he becomes a difficult player to have around or, or, or loses some of his capabilities and stuff. I mean, I could almost see him not fulfilling his entire potential if he's not in the right situation. I think Arsenal is the right situation for him, but, you know, you kind of take the money while it's there if it's absurd money. But Here's someone trying, I mean, we paid 24 million or something like that for him, whatever it was. Yeah. Someone comes in and, out and triples it. I don't even come close to accepting that offer. So uh, it's got to be 100 or more. Is there, a, is there a young defender in world football that's better than William Saliba? I don't know that much. Like about 21 and under. Is there a better? I can't imagine that there is a one as as composed and and polished as he is. No, I mean I'm not hearing any names coming out of Europe about you know. I mean the the big name three years ago was up on Meccano and he just shit the bed in the Battle of Monmouth. Uh, I mean he he shit the bed in um, in uh, what was it against City? Yeah, Who yeah, was it was against City. Yeah, um, so, yeah, Uba Meccano was the one. I really, I do think that you're right. I don't think that there's a lot of youthful names coming out recently. I mean, five, five years ago, it was Samuel Umtiti. Um, I, so. That was more than five years ago. I don't know. That was what five years ago was like. What 2017? He was. I thought he was at Barca before that. Am I, I crazy? Remember, I remember my Umtitis. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the, this is the thing, and this is where I go with Bakayo Saka too, which we we quickly went through which is, um, was I, the big was the big the big young name and he's you know he's isn't he at chelsea and not even starting for them now who umtiti no koulibaly oh koulibaly i thought koulibaly starts for the no no i'm thinking kanate sorry kanate over at liverpool is a no really good no koulibaly, the kaladu koulibaly was yeah. uh was the big name and and uh yeah umtiti's 29 now those are some old umtiti yeah, so, uh, so came so, to Barcelona in 2016. All right, so 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 uh, the thing with uh, the thing with William Saliba and the same thing with Bakao Saka, which is wonderful. I don't think I've ever, matter of fact, when have we ever been in this position? I think they're the two best players in the world in the positions they play, or at their age group. I mean, yeah, and yeah. and arguably starting to starting to 
look like they can go ahead and reach the very top of that position in all in all the world. And I think that that is why I would make him untouchable, just because I don't know that you can re- replace him at any at any like I I think look I mean look at our team. Look at how I, I different. Think, I think I just need one more. I, I need to see one more Saliba like okay. season in order okay. to feel that way. Uh, but I'm definitely on that track of, of agreeing with you on that. Okay. We can, which, we can is, which, is, which is why it would have to be some extortionate, ridiculous price this season, a, a world record defender price for me to sell him. But, yeah. but I, you know, but I don't compromise think compromise with you on, on this one. Not the Giroux thing though. Not the Giroux. <laughs> Oh. And a good shout, good shout from uh, from BX Gunner, by the way, about Vardiol. Um, that guy is is going to be playing for, you know, one of Kelsey. the big big names. Yeah, I hope not because he's damn good. Yeah, I mean, listen, and he's 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 good offensively and defensively as well. It doesn't a little bit of you want like Chelsea to continue to buy all the players that we can't get and ruin them so that no that team is kind gets of. To- it is kind of like the, the the whole philosophy of like, who do you want to win the league if we can't like the the Manchester yeah. City thing? Like it just doesn't bother you that much because you know that it's not real. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, if that would be great. Um, but I think some of these players are going to start to understand that, you know, it's a downgrade to go from where does Guardiola play? He plays um, for like uh, he plays in Bundesliga, doesn't he? Am I crazy? Yeah, no, I. I um, I think he, uh, he plays oh, he for Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, yeah Leipzig. People, people are going to start to realize that going from and Timo Werner's already learned this, but going from Leipzig or Dortmund to Chelsea is a step down, not a step up. Hmm. Mm. It's almost like they've always been a small club propped up by money, and now that that illusion yeah. is gone, there's a very clear rift. But hey. Going on, speaking of our villains, let's talk about our heroes, specifically Takahiro Tamiyasu. What would you do with him? Squad player. Uh, injuries concern me, but talent and mentality and versatility put him squarely as a squad player. Now, you know, we we just assumed this year that he was going to be our starting right back yeah. before the Ben White quote-unquote experiment uh, took hold, but he can he can play at left back. He can play at center back. He can play at right back, uh, as long as he can play. And he's already with us. So you know, what are you going to spend Give more money price. to replace him? Give me your price. Price for Tomiyasu is a price that no one would pay, and that's fifty-five to sixty million. Ding 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 ding. Okay, you know I'm shocked with how much we agree, and that's well, not that how possible. I thought this show was going to go. Timo Werner played for Leipzig, didn't he? That's I said Leipzig and Dortmund uh when i said that so you know listen to me uh, it, it, apparently uh leipzig is a step above chelsea as well but so are most they are that, that's what i'm saying they're going from those kinds of squads on the track that they're headed right now is a step it's a step down to go to chelsea from there that was my point listen this is going to come back and get clipped and shipped and bite me in the ass but the question is who's a bigger club tottenham or chelsea mm. <laughs> Who's a bigger club? Tottenham is. They own their own stadium. They, I mean, they they will once they pay it off. Tottenham's a bigger club. They're just, a, they're, I mean, now this is the bigger banter club. That's a mm. that's a discussion. But Tottenham is a bigger football club than Chelsea. No, 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 no. no. Well, well, without without a question, Tottenham's the biggest banter club. They're probably the biggest banter club of history. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I know Chelsea's been crap and they're they don't have a past and all that, but they haven't been Tottenham have been a banter club for a no, it, very yeah. long time. It, it, it depends on how you define a big club. If you define define a big club based on trophies and winning things over the last 25 years, then there's no question Chelsea's the biggest club in the world almost at that at this point, or it's certainly the biggest club in Europe in uh, England. But you know, if you're talking about the like the fan base, the 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 history in in the area, the the, I, I mean, they're they're battling it out for you know fifth and sixth biggest clubs in London. I mean, I would say West Ham is a bigger club than either one of them are. From, That's actually true. From Fun the fact. metric, from the metrics that we like to talk about, big clubs, they are you know they're they're bigger. But West Ham, for those of you that don't know, that think we're just bantering, they are actually the team in the league that has the highest percentage of filled seats. And they've been that way for like the last two or three years. Like they, West Ham fans are serious. It's just unfortunate what they're going through. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tottenham's a bigger club than Chelsea, historically speaking. And uh, as far as, I mean, I look at things financially. I mean, they're, Tottenham's dwarfing Chelsea in revenues right now when you take the footballing prize m- money out of the situation. So they've got a better foundation, but they're uh, they're in a lot of trouble as well. But good question. Uh, ooh, this is going to be a good one. Granite Xhaka. I mean, it's, it's between squad player and first team. Um, right. And it just depends on what we do over the summer. I mean, I, I he he's the other guy I'd like to see start next season as a first teamer and get played out of out of that position by Declan Rice. Um, Does I, he have a better claim on the position that he plays than, than Thomas Partey? Footballistically, no. Uh, Jacques has been incredible this season. He's done something. He's been given the freedom to do what he does best. He's been unbelievable. He's been one of the biggest misses when we haven't had him, as we saw against uh, Southampton. But he's also, you know, to be fair, he's been in there for some of our capitulations recently as well. Um, Here's a question. Here's I'm going to I'm going to say squad player because I want to get younger and improved in that position. Have our team. Uh... Have our team matured to the level where we can afford not having Granite Jaka on the field? Because we often talk about the leadership qualities he has. Do we have enough leaders on the pitch that when he's absent, that we can pick up the slack? Or is there still too much of a noticeable difference in the team's mentality when he's off the pitch? I I I, I think that if we replace if we upgrade appropriately we still have zinchenko we still have um uh gabriel we still have odegaard we have you know quiet leaders like bukayo saka um i i think i think we're in a world of difference now i mean when when we andy used to say all the time that the only leader we had on the pitch at any given time was granite jaka and he couldn't do it alone from a leadership perspective and 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 he also wasn't always leading by example um with some of his rashness and 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 the red cards um but you know when you're dealing with with mustafi and and i mean these jokers of of mentality jokers and losers um on the pitch it was hard for any one person to be able to take you know take over and lead but i think we've resolved that now to where you know Jacques has been more of more contributing through his play than his leadership on the pitch and his leadership off the pitch doesn't change if he becomes a squad player. So 
our squad players are going to get plenty of time. So, um, you know, there's, I, I wouldn't sell them even if we got it. I mean, I, I wouldn't sell them for 50 million pounds. You wouldn't he's sell guy, him for 50. He's a guy that I have now completely flipped on and said, I want him to finish his career at Arsenal. I, I want him to gracefully start to become more of the background than in the foreground. I don't know that next year is the year where that just happens like that, but, uh, and that's why I say squad player. What about Zinni? Got to be first team, right? Yeah. Yeah, Zinchenko first team. Got some areas, you know, we, we're, we're seeing some cracks in the armor with Zinchenko footballistically over the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, but I back him to to work through those, and, and I think he's a really, really valuable presence on the pitch. It's a balancing act, right? Like, does Zinchenko cost you more than what he gives you? And at the moment, I think it's so overwhelmingly the other way. Yeah, that it's not an issue, but he but he's had some issues now. Uh, BX Gunner says bring in Savage, bench Jaka. The only thing is, I do, whereas I do think that Savage would bench Jaka, I don't think that he's the right player for this moment in the project. I think he would have been great to come in this year and then slowly be looking past them in the next season or so. But like bringing him in now, I think we already need to be looking for younger replacements. Um, Jorginho. Yeah, squad player. I mean, he, he was brought in for two seasons, and he'll be here for two seasons. I'd try to um, sell him. I would try to sell him right now. Really? Why not? What 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 do you think the offer is that we get for him? Like five. Really? Oh, I, I think he's... He's more valuable to us now staying with us than he would be to, to leave. I mean, I, I don't again, think I, I, okay, let's, 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 let's play this out. We get Rice or Caicedo, but not both. Do you sell Jorginho then? Yes. So Jorginho isn't your fourth choice center back. Now, I know that the two different positions aren't, I mean, it isn't necessarily interchangeable, but I uh, think, but Jorginho can be. I he think can he cover either the six or the eight. I think you. I think he's a player where obviously, like, if you can't get an offer for him, he's fine to keep around the squad. But I would actively be looking to try to offload him for sure. Same way I feel about Rob Holding. Rob Holding's great to hang out around the squad if we can't get rid of him. But if like an offer for four or five million comes in, like we take we we got we got our use out of you, and you know take the money. I'd rather that than get nothing for him. And I think, honestly, I and I'll say it, this, and I'm and I and I mean this, and I and I mean this in the nicest way possible. But in January, when I told you I was worried about his contribution to the first team, I think all you have to do is look at Partey's performances over the last month and how long it took for us to start put um, putting him in there to start to go. Oh, wait a minute, he's actually not really contributing that much to this team. Not no, more I, than I, like El Nini does. Like, I, well, well, yeah. Look, if I'm choosing well, better quality for sure, him, better quality for sure. But con contribution wise, no, I don't really. I, think. I I just I I disagree, and and I would I I would be perfectly happy with him at his age profile. Um, I would ha I would be happy with him being behind. I would be happy with him being the fifth choice center back. Um, I, I would sooner give it to another youth player. 
Oh, see. All right. Well, I differ on this. Let's let's hear it from the uh, from from the chat. If you're still it, with us, um, and then the biggest and then the biggest thing for for me though is I just think we need to be like I I don't we need to stop carrying fringe players. Like I think we need to. I think the quality of our fringe needs to go up as well as like our squad levels gone up. And well, I yeah, think we, that, we have to we have to start pushing up the team from. I mean, we have to. Yeah, I mean, the, we've we've resolved our first team. If we have our best first team playing, maybe there's one or two positions we could upgrade on if we spend you know massive money and make do some madnesses this summer. And they're probably in the midfield, but um, and but yeah, there, there is a, now we work on our second team because our 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 second teamers should be fringe players, and our fringe players probably shouldn't be here anymore this is where this is where we disagree i think that you work on the second team by buying players that compete with the first team well not replace you want them to compete with the first team but to buy you know seven or eight more first team players then we're talking about spending a half a billion dollars on these players and you you need that doesn't happen all at once no it doesn't and it happens in stages for sure but that's what i'm saying is like yeah, I have no need to carry a Jorginho and do another season if somebody's got an offer for him. And I think that's the sort of cutthroat way that we need to be. Well, look, if someone was offering 15 or 20 for him, then then I'd agree with you. But at five... He paid 12. You're trying to make a profit off of Jorginho at 34? I'm not trying to make a profit off of him at all. I'm I'm saying we paid 12 to use him as a transition period and, and injury cover while we but, moved from Jacques Aparte to Rice Casado. And 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 you could do a lot worse than having having Jorginho around, and I think doing a lot worse. We've 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 tried to plug that position with youth, and the guy that we bought, who was highly highly uh, you know uh, touted to be by no less than than Thierry Henry to be a, an up and coming guy, is not long for this club anymore. Well, well in, in sure, sure, but I don't think that that's a good reason to keep Jorginho just because we bought somebody badly one time. Nor do I think that I. No, think I'm just saying that there's not anybody there. I don't. I don't know that Charlie Patino is that guy. And if he's I not, also don't think that Jorginho being there, and this is what I'm saying, and you can quote me here, I don't think that Jorginho being there makes a difference. I think it's nice. It's a luxury. It's cool. But if anybody offers us any money, why not just take the money? Because I don't want him playing next season. No, I disagree. Um, All right, but. we can take it. We sell him next year uh, to Italy for profit. Jorginho's squad for me, I was underwhelmed by him, but he is a good fit. Um, the internet's cut out. That's why Daniel hasn't responded. Um, yeah. So, Daniel, you decide this then. Because you haven't actually weighed in on this. So as long as your internet is here, Daniel Shaw will decide whether he's sold or squad player for next season. And we'll just wait here until uh, until we hear from him. And and, and that, no. to, to what BX Gunner's saying, this is actually, again, my problem. I don't think that we make any money off of Jorginho next year. No, no, we're not. This is a, this is a contract that is not meant to have any residual value at the end of it. it oh, I don't think that there's. So you're at basically asking him to retire at the club, kind of. I'm not really interested. No, in I'm that. saying he'll probably leave on a free after next year, meaning that we don't have to pay him more after next year because we're going to be devoting that money towards an entirely new midfield by that point. He's a transition guy. He gets us. He he, he got us through and. I understand that we may not end up being in the position in in May that we were in January, but he got us through a period of time in January where we were missing Partey, 
where but did he i tell me one thing he did wrong i don't think he was good enough in the man city game i don't think that he was one of our better players in the in the first man city game huh I thought he was one of our better players in the first Man City game. I, I think that when Partey came off and he came on, we lost the game. And I think that I think that the fact that he's not being used, this is what I said. My exact comment was, if you're going to get him, you mu- he must contribute. He must do something. And from here, and I said, he must win us the title. And did he win us the title? No. He won us, he won us a game. He won, he won us a game against Aston Villa. <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't win as the title. He needed to win as more than just one game, and that was my point from the beginning. It's okay. It's it's you're going to get used to me being right all the time. It's it's just it comes with age. Yeah, okay. yeah. The last the last time you had a big call to make, it was Mike. Don't make that stake. Were you right about that? You're. You got one stake over me. You got one <laughs> stake over me, and I will never get it, live it down. It was a delicious steak, though. It was a damn good steak. God damn steak. it. All right. Uh, let's see. I wouldn't bother selling. I wouldn't bother selling Georginio. Won't get any mo- money. Let him leave on a free. Okay. All right. I'll so, go with this. I think you guys are all wrong. I wouldn't pay his wages for another season. Yeah, uh, Leandro Tressard. Oh, first. Uh, ooh. Um, ooh. If you put him in first team, then you have to basically say who he's playing instead of. Um, he's he's he is. You know, in in basketball, the the sixth man award. Um, Asin, do you follow basketball? Nope, but I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah. He's the same. Uh, he, he ironically is what Santi Cazorla was, which is why you get so many comparisons. Which is Santi Cazorla used to play out on the wing. He'd play in center defense. He would play that tricarista ten role. Santi Cazorla could come in and do a job at a super high level in any position that you put him in. And that's where Tressard kind of is, is right now. He can play across the front three. He can play in the top of midfield, in the attacking midfield position, not so much deeper. I mean, yeah, he's a Swiss army knife. He's the reason he's the reason that I'm that that I'm fine letting uh letting Vieira go out on a loan, pr- frankly. And and not that he would always be in that position, but it's crazy because we are better with him on the pitch, but you can't you can't start him over Martinelli, Jesus, or Saka or Odegaard. So like like does he? I mean, does he start? You know, it could be argued he should have been next to Partey against Southampton, but um, I just don't know how you could say first team with the with the guys we currently have in there. He is possibly the best squad player we have, and in- and this. This we have for sure, and maybe one of the better ones in the league. If you if you remove uh, Manchester City from that equation, just because they have two first elevens. Well, this is where our floor needs to be. We need to. Have yeah, yeah, no, this, this, he, he is a perfect example, and I'm glad that we fell into him because of the Mudrick thing. He is a perfect example of what this club needs to have: guys who you cannot envision not starting, but you can't envision them unseating the person we have in that position. That's when you know that you've arrived, and so. You know, we have that in him. We don't really have that in any other position at this point. Um, but he's a squad player for a very, very, very good Premier League team. And I think that that's what's really, really important here is that when Martinelli, because he's got a long career ahead of him, when Martinelli was kind of feeling a little off, you'll this is the difference between him and Jorginho. 
He snapped Martinelli out of that starting lineup so quick and put Trussard in there and started starting Trussard. And then Martinelli started scoring off of the bench and now has worked his way back into the team. This is what competition That's what you want. That's what you want. Beautiful. Yeah, Trussard, if I could give him kisses from here, I would. Trussard, you get a million kisses. I love you. Um, But the best squad player that we have, and I think probably – that's my bar for squad player. I do think Smith Rowe can get there on that level. I do think Tierney could get there on that level. I, I think Tommy Asu's when he's fit can get to that level, but the rest of them, I'm not so sure yet. Vieira yeah. obviously being questionable. Um, Jaka obviously, that's another conversation we had. But we'll we'll come to the end. We'll name the squad at the end. But I I, I just love Trussard so much. So All we right, have, we're going to we get into we had ten first team and untouchables, and then we've got eight squad players who you know half of them are are extremely valuable the other half are are just being kind of kept around for the numbers i think that's pretty realistic i'm so glad that we didn't do this like five years ago because oh, i would want to kill myself everybody well, would be so okay so we're getting to no, the we, no we'd be looking at guys and calling them first team and then like five years later looking back on it and just feeling like idiots uh lone players coming back ainsley Mait- maitland niles I mean, isn't he walking on a free? Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we can sell him. I think he's just gone. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have a category for that, so we're just going to call it. And, sell. and and he's the example of of. And I was dead wrong about it when when Wolves offered him twenty, offered us twenty for him. I I thought we should keep him because I thought he was going to come back into the team, and and be a strong contributing member, and 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 we re- will live to regret that. And there are a few other instances of that, but. Uh, Sometimes you have to kill your darlings to, in order to just keep the keep the kind of the the machine going, and uh, and now we got we we got nothing out of him in the meantime, and we're getting nothing out of him in the end. But the Wolves thing was after the FA Cup one, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the time, and yeah, you're you're absolutely right, uh, Marquinhos. I think another loan season for him. Yeah, easy loan. I think there's a lot of quality. Have you heard anything about how he's doing at Norwich? I did. I did at the very beginning. He and I, he's hurt. Yeah, he's been he's been out he's been out for the season. I think our, I, like like eighty percent of the players we loan out have long term injuries when they're on loan. Like like that just seems to happen. Well, it, I think it's a I think it's because you loan out your kids, and I think kids have are because they're growing are are more prone to these injuries. You don't start getting those super fit players that play every single game until like 25 26 you know what i mean yeah uh, um samby oh wait that's not samby is that samby yeah that's samby oh samby laconga don't do that um samby laconga sell get the fuck out of arsenal football club i'm not mad at him i just it's a level thing and i was really frustrated uh with certain with certain people that continue to tell me, and I, and I get it, we've been starved for midfield for so long that when he showed up, people were like, oh, my God, and I just never saw it. And I was always very frustrated with him. So, yeah, I think that's a that's definitely a sell. It was a nice – it was a gamble. It was a nice shot, but I think yeah, – look, he, look he, he, he had leadership qualities. I think he was the captain of Anderlecht. He was – you know, Thierry Henry worked with him in the Belgium setup and said he was, you know, potentially very good, and maybe he will be in the right in, in the right thing. But I'm a, I'm a stickler for the shit that you say uh, and how that reflects upon you. And, uh, you know, the very little window that we have into his personality, I'm not loving it. So get the fuck out. Cedric Suarez. Forgot about him. 
You know, it's a really interesting because the question is, if he was not on loan right now, would he be starting for us? No. You would you wouldn't do Suarez holding Suarez Suarez should I mean, be Suarez been near the pitch for us even with Tomiyasu hurt. I mean, I suppose if Tomiyasu got hurt and Ben White got hurt and we couldn't play either one of them at right back, and he was available. I mean, what what's our other alternative? Have, have we think, had? I think a lot of people would take uh, a Ben White and Suarez back line to take holding out. I don't hate holding. I just the situations that we put holding in, I think, are unfair to him. Oh, and I, I, if we're talking about moving Ben White to center back and having Suarez at right back versus keeping Ben White at right back and having holding in center back, I'm 10 times out of 10 taking the second one. That There's no – there's Cedric Suarez is not Arsenal Football Club quality. Never was, really. But, um, no, I mean, if look, if if there's a way of selling him for the 2 million pounds or whatever, then then do it. But I, I, I think he's just going to end up leaving on a free. All right. Um, Nuno Tavares. I already know what you're going to say. Well, you have to sell him because he could be very, very good for the right team. Yeah, but that's... As a wingback. That's if you think that he has absolutely zero quality. I tend to say... I didn't say that. that. I, no, no, the, no. no. Wait, well, well, you don't think that he can make it here. I don't, right. think, I don't think that he is a good enough left back in a four. I, I do not think he's he's grown as a defender in his loan spell at Marseille. What he's done is he's grown as a wingback, and his contributions, as far as I can tell, to you know in Ligue 1 have been as a guy who's just absolutely miserable to try to stay up with when he's attacking down your right flank. And that isn't the guy that 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 isn't the profile of a player that we're looking for at Arsenal. And I think he's an absolute liability as a as, as a as a left back and a four. So there's no way into the lineup, even if we sell Kieran Tierney, in my opinion, uh, at Arsenal. And I think he's actually shown. I mean, he, I'd love to get a 15 to 18 million pound offer from a French team for him, or Marseille might be the right place for him. I I don't know, but um, but yeah, you, you I would sell him because he's he's never going to make it at Arsenal Football Club. That was a long way of telling me that what what I told you, <laughs> um, but I'm no no no. I think you're wrong, you know. But where I think you're wrong is I have a funny feeling that he will become a very good left back, but I don't think it will ever be at Arsenal Football Club. I think the environment is wrong. I don't think that the I have a weird feeling, and I could be completely wrong. And everybody can clip this and laugh at me in five years. Feel free. But I have a weird feeling about Nuno Tavares, where this isn't going to be the last we've heard of him, um, even as a even as a left back. I don't think that he's a insanely great left wing or or le- I think he's a good left wing back for sure. But I don't think he's a, a left winger. Some people have um, tried to put him, but I just don't think that he will grow. What he needs to grow, he will not find at Arsenal Football Club. Um, and that's not just game time; it's our system. Our system is not something that he can learn from. I think that if you send him to like an Aston Villa and put him under Emery, he can pick up a thing or two and become stable at that defending side. I don't think that we're the place to learn how to be a fullback. You know what I mean? No, so, no, no, we can't be a training ground for for unfinished players anymore. And and uh, I mean anywhere anywhere that plays five, you know, three at the back, I think he would be uh, he'd be exceptional, and and he'll find his spot and he'll be good. 
but yeah. So yeah, um, Nicholas Pepe. I mean, if you can first sell, team. sell. First, first, first team for somebody. First team for anyone but us. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you, you sell him, and we're probably not going to get more than twelve to fifteen million pounds for him. But but sell him, which is what we should have bought him for in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God damn it. Uh, that's see, and and we're not going to have time to get into this, but I wanted to talk about the Arsenal project, and that's one of the things I don't think people like give Mikel Arteta enough credit for, and why the situations are so different. Which is like Mikel Arteta had to live through some wild shit going on in management, like absolutely like stuff that main pundits don't pick up. But that whole Sinelli thing was nuts. Like that is not something that I think a normal manager walks out of. The way that Mikel Arteta did. So, anyway, I'm currently doing the math to see if Sanelli and Arteta ever worked at Arsenal at the same time. I'm not. So he was sure fired that. with Arteta as manager. Was he? Though? Yeah. He was fired. He was fired the the, the he I, was fired the FA Cup win year. I'm pretty sure. I mean, of all people, I should know when 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 Sanelli was fired uh, when yeah. he was sacked. Um, Given Pretty my sure it was the FA Cup year to the gerbil, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. Um, you're right. Yeah, no, I mean, he, look, he's he's stewarded the show through or the uh, the team through some stuff. Um, yeah, like, COVID like, plus it, it literally hit like one, like back to back. It was Sanielli left. It fucked our transfers, and not that I don't know if we had something crazy planned, but I think we had an okay transfer window. I think it was part of Gabrielle, right? And then we went right into COVID in January of the next season. And it was, no, no, no. That I can tell you is not the right order. No, that's reverse. I'm reverse. Yes. Yeah. COVID was like what was three months, two months after after our title was hired. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then we won the FA Cup. Then we had the summer where we got Partey and Gabriel. Gabriel. So, so COVID came and, from and the – And Senya, he left. That was all the uh, – that was like when we were in COVID. That was that summer. So I flipped the order, but that was the point I was yeah, making. I was right. like he just had to deal with like weird stuff after weird stuff, and yeah. then I, I think he deserves stuff that a lot gets of in the way stuff that gets in the way of expediting and starting a a, a efficient yeah. project, and yet yeah. it's still you know a couple of years later here we are. Who's left? Um, we just have Balogun. I don't really want to do the U. I, we could talk about Patino too, but I just want to do Balogun and Patino basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm been very very clear about this i i sell balligan uh this summer um if you get a better it what what's your number for selling them any offer no i i really 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 want it to be 40 i think that's i think that's fair but but again you have this issue where you know oh no one in italy or france or you know germany can pay 40 yeah. well bitch put the money up or 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 stop sniffing around Balogun. If Leipzig um, says thirty five, if they because they were interested at forty, they've changed. They've kind of about faces. But if they said thirty five, would you take it? Who? Leipzig. They gave us thirty five for Balogun right now. I would take it. That's my floor, though. Less than that, then we bring them back and try to integrate them, especially if we're able to sell them Katia. But. Uh, but you know, I've heard of other teams interested in Balogun. I think AC Milan was one of them because you know they've got a striker who's who's getting up there in the years, even though he's the, one of the best strikers in the history of the, of the football, uh, you know, of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I, I'd like to think that we can get 40 for him, but if an offer for 35 is the best one that's out there, I would, I would consider it because I think we need, you know, we need to be not bringing back a guy who could potentially be our second choice. We need to be replacing him and, uh, and Niketia with Oshaman or I've always been very, very high on Tammy Abraham, even though I don't think they're selling him. Uh, it, but, is striker, it, it feels like striker is a, a very important position to you. It feels like you're basically, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying that we keep Jesus, but we sell Enkedia and Balogun, and you're saying that that means we must buy a striker in the summer. I think, I think, I mean, I, I would think that that would be a sign of, of doing what we've talked about and bringing in people. I mean, otherwise it's Trossard. Yeah. Um, and he can do a job, but I don't. I don't know that I want to enter next season with the, our only two striker options being Trossard and Jesus. Because what if Jesus and Martinelli are unable to play in a game? Then Trossard See, can't play both positions. So this is where we differ a little. Where it's like for me, it's I am, so a, Eddie, and I am a striker. I played striker. That's why it's so important to me. I, 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 I <laughs> the greatest striker that ever lived. Some would say. Um, no less than Gabriel Marcotti has 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 scouted and and uh, and and has a nice story to tell about my my striker abilities when I was a teenager. I think uh, that we cannot go into the season that light. And in your scenario, I think we need to buy two strikers or two attackers. I think for me, I whichever one can get me the better offer is who I sell between Eddie. And Balogun and I will no 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 let me let me restate that let me restate that because I don't think that I would sell Balogun for like twenty to twenty five. Um, I think that I could get that for Eddie, and I would just sell Eddie for fifteen to twenty and and be done with it. Even though I think you could sell him for thirty, I think you keep Balogun and then you just buy you get an additional attacker. But the question is, will Balogun accept that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm worried about Balogun. And the reason I'm worried about Balogun is he doesn't have Holland numbers. Don't get me wrong. But I'm worried that I'm wrong about him. That he's that he's going to like, like, I've got this weird just PTSD where I'm like, am I calling this wrong? And he's going to be the next great striker and we missed out. I don't and, think so. I, he's doing what he's doing in the French league. That is a cheat code. You can't like like he. I mean, you have to be good in order to do that. Not everybody can 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 score like that in the French league. But I mean, he he's a child, but he's doing it so young. Like I, nobody's done that this young. Like I that. was really really high on him. We saw him in in the first team and certain you know for a little bit uh, at Arsenal and 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 didn't it wasn't see good. Much no. It was really bad, Mike. It was and, really and, bad. It was hard to watch. Yeah, and 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 I just I think that I think he's got inflated value right now because of the season he's having, and that's when you have to strike and sell it. Um, and and as BX Gunner says, I don't I don't know that he fits the player profile of Arteta. Um, I just I just I just see him. I see us doing another Maitland Niles situation where where we have the opportunity to sell at high value right now. And if we bring him back into the fold, we're going to destroy his value and be looking at this two years from now and saying, why didn't we take the 35 that we were offered by Leipzig? Um, Yeah. I just just hate it because I just don't want to be wrong. And he just, his goal scoring is so good, but his underlying metrics are so bad. They're, they're bad, Mike. Well then Um, then, then trust your instincts and trust, trust, trust the numbers. Trust the process. 
trust the process, trust the numbers, trust the selling. No, we do you we, trust. But question: Do you trust Charlie Patino? No, I, 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 I'm not like weeping about the fact that he seems destined to leave right now. Not, yeah. if I mean, not if we're bringing in Rice and Caicedo, or or you know Riceado, um or uh, you know, or or of similar, you know, if we bring in. Caicedo and Telemans, or I mean, I, I mean, Patino doesn't have a path because we're looking at bringing in world class opportunity players oh. in that position, and we there is just no scenario in which Patino gets to become the kind of player he needs to be that for us to be comfortable starting him on a regular basis with the obstacles that are about to be placed in front of him. I this is where I I agree and disagree. I agree that I don't think he will get there, but I disagree that it's because the players are there blocking him. I think that if Patino was the player that we wanted him to be, he comes back and he fights for a spot. And in a year or so, he works his way into the team. I think we've seen exceptional midfielders do exactly that. Who the fuck He's did lost Jack- the starting spot at, at Blackpool after a strong start there. He's not starting which, at Blackpool anymore. Which is my point, which is exactly my point. Is is I think that he's got a lot of academy hype, and ironically, I don't think we can sell him for that much. But I think we sell him. Well, no, I don't think we can sell him for that much. But I mean, he, he's one of those types of people that, like, when you start seeing Liverpool and Chelsea sell guys that no one's ever heard of for seventeen to twenty million pounds, it's because they, you know, they're known to be good, but just not good enough to to, to get into that starting eleven or even the the uh, the game day eighteen. And that's where Arsenal are headed now. And so I do think, you know, I don't know that this summer we're able to get double digits, uh, you know, or high double digits for him. But one more year of playing in the U23s or on loan. And, you know, I so, so you know what, Charlie Patino, one more year of loan. But he doesn't seem to want that. And I'm not sure his contract situation allows for that. Because maybe I think he might, his contract might be up after next season. And so we can't afford to send him on loan next year. If we can loan him, loan him. If not, if we know. could extend his contract and loan him, that would be what I would do. But I don't, I don't know that he's going to sign an extended contract. Right, but this is our, this is our dreamland, and that exactly. I do agree with that dream. Okay, that should wrap it up. I don't really want to do another, another thing. I'm learning. This is a learning process. We definitely don't need to do anything else besides a tier maker. If we do another tier maker. I think it was fun. Did you enjoy it at all? Yeah, no, I, I did. Um, I enjoyed the tear maker. It 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 made it made me tear up quite a bit. Um, um, let me just go going back to it real quick. Um, just just so you guys can see real quick, wrapping it up for our um, audio listeners, the Untouchables are going to be Martinelli, Odegaard, and Saka. On the first team, we have Ben White, Big Gabby, Holy Gabby, Partey. Ramsdale, Saliba, and Zinchenko. As squad players, we have um, ESR, Kieran Tierney, um, Matt Turner, El Nini, Takahiro Tamiyasu, Xhaka, Jorginho, and Trussard. That the, that last three is such a strong bench. Uh, minus Jorginho. I meant Takahiro Tamiyasu. Anyways, um, on loan, we have Vieira, Marquinhos, and Patino, and we are selling Holding, Enketia, Reese Nelson, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's walking away, uh, Sambi Lukanga, uh, Cedric, Nuno Tavares, Pepe, and Balogun. And those nine and players guys, together, we get 13 million pounds for. No, um, <laughs> I mean, and the worst part is, like, it, the thing is, is that's so true, but you know that even 
even if that's true, it will not be acceptable to our fan base. Our fan base thinks that every player needs to go for 50 million somehow. No, no. If we sell those, I mean, I think eight of them are actually able to be sold. If we were able to sell those eight players, we're getting over hundred million pounds combined for them. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not getting a total of 13. That was a joke, but like we're getting 80 to 120 million pounds for those eight players. If we, if we sell all of them and, and, uh, and you, do you remember those years when our fan base was like 40 million for Bellerin? Let's go. I called Bellerin in our in our first season of podcasting, 2016, 2017. I called Bellerin a 70 million pound player. And that was that was seven years ago. Like it was right before he got hurt in the derby against Tottenham that, that I took my son to for his bar mitzvah. Um and uh I thought Bellerin was was the best up and coming right back in world football. It's okay. I said, I didn't say 70 million, but I definitely did say uh, he would be an Arsenal, the great Arsenal right back for the next generation. And boy, was I wrong. And so we could be wrong about any of this. Will we then, be- a year, then a year later, before he really, really, really started to lose it, uh, Beller and I, I, I sat in an Arsenal supporters trust meeting and listened to Lee Dixon talk about Hector Beller. And, and uh, I figured, you know, I'll take Lee Dixon's word for for uh, for uh, about other right backs, and um, from that point on, I started looking at Bellerin a little di- a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's just say Lee, Lee doesn't pull any punches, uh, and he certainly didn't that night. But Oof. all right, man. Well, this was fun. Uh, very very long. I'm glad that we we're, we're splitting this into two parts. Um, and, yeah, it uh, gives us a guide for if we want to do these sorts of things. What how we'd have to schedule plan i didn't think it would be this long i knew it'd be long but yeah here we are that's what she said all right so uh so sat sunday newcastle gonna be tough um i think if we win that game then we really really can start to put some pressure on city because they're going to start to feel it with their with their fixture congestion in those final three weeks i'm over in london two weeks i arrive in london two weeks from today we arrive in england in uh in 12 days but we're making a little bit of a uh, an immediate road trip up north uh, to go to a couple of cities that we go to pretty frequently and see a, a football match that I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I'm going to, but it's it's for my son. Um, I will be at the Etihad for uh, for City Madrid Madrid. Oh. Uh, yeah, I feel dirty and filthy and and disgusting. Uh, Jake, and I, Jake I wants will be, to go to that. Uh, he yes, my son does want to go to the Champions League semifinal. Yes, uh, I mean uh, there's Champions League semifinals. I wouldn't go. To. We will we will be very. I, it might not even be that quietly because what the fuck are they going to do? Beat us up? Um, so, so we will be moving the- for Madrid in that game big time. But uh, yeah, we're going there and then heading down to Liverpool for a day just to do a Beatles. Uh, oh, that'd be fun. A twenty-four hour Beatles immersion thing. Because uh, wait, you guys like the Beatles? Oh, we love the Beatles. How have we never talked about this before? That's like my it, until I got older. That was my favorite band from like zero till. Oh, like I'm yeah, I'm, I'm Be- Beatles in Stones out, Oasis out, Beatles in. Um, Thank you. O- Oasis was the worst Beatles knockoff. Anyways, that's another. Yeah, pod. No, we're doing that. See- then we get in London on the uh, on on Friday the nineteenth, and we're there for two weeks. Uh, so I hope to see some of you over there. Uh, not those of you who live in New Jersey, of course. I'll see you this summer, but uh, but yeah. And I'd like to do a pot or two before I come over. Uh, my schedule's starting to open up a little bit, so. Uh, well, real quick, Mike. 
I did want to mention on that Newcastle thing, just one brief note. If we beat Newcastle, we have secured second, actually, mathematically. Oh. Well, if we beat anybody between now and the end of the season, we've, we've secured second. I mean, I, I think. Um, but right. Yeah, if, we beat, if we beat Newcastle, it happens right then and there. Yeah. Um, so I the just, pan- this is going to tell me where this club is right now because beating Chelsea is not that hard. But we did everything we pretty much needed to do, save uh, for keeping a clean sheet, which I know Ramsdale really, really wanted to do. Um, but going up there and beating them—I mean, look, a point I'll be fine with if it if it happens. But we—I mean, we really, really need to win out, and uh, and and we need to show that that Newcastle's not quite at our level yet. And then I will be uh, ecstatic if we can beat them on Sunday because it really will show me that this team does have some resiliency because no one else has been able to take points off of Newcastle lately. Not not only that, but what it really will show again, like you're saying with the class thing, and I'm put, pointing out the gap. For so many years, we've talked about, oh well, the leagues between Liverpool and City, the leagues between Liverpool and City, because they've been so far and away the best teams. For the first time in decades, we are far and away the in the best two team conversation, and we have fought. I think that if we manage to win out our last games, as you say we have cemented ourselves into that class of title challengers and i will be excited about the next round and if we and if we do beat them then we know this is happening we got this it's happening and it's and we're going to win this mother come on <laughs> you want to talk about things that were clipped and 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 are going to be embarrassing <laughs> at some point in the future that is at the top of the list but what are you going to do we have uh, reached the end of the show. Thank you for everybody that stuck around and joined us and was part of the uh, part of the the tier system situation. Uh, and uh, Aston, I will see you very soon. And as always, come on, you gooners. <laughs>